0: jack Wyden. hello and welcome to episode 241 of fergon the freak i'm that bloke
1: from rugby league project andrew ferguson you can find me on twitter at andrew rp joining me as always is the celebratory league freak who you can find on twitter at league freak how you going there mate i'm going pretty good how are you andrew not too bad i've shaved my balls ah oh, nice you know what
2: i've shaved my balls too and you know how i did that i went to manscape.com and if you put in our exclusive code there, which is NRL, you get 20% off of every single thing that they sell and free shipping. They've got the world's leading products when it comes to manscaping. That's why they're called manscaped.com. There's no other manscaped.com. It's only manscaped.com. So you go there, put in our code NRL. You'll have the smoothest balls in the universe. You'll have balls so smooth that scientists will want to study them. So I implore everybody to go there. I personally recommend the Lawmire 3.0. There's also the Perfect Package 3.0 where you just get everything you need in one box. And so go there, put in our exclusive code to our followers, NRL, free shipping. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. It's fantastic.
1: You're welcome. Mm. Now, um, obviously, tonight we had the... uh... The Dallium Awards, mm, been, yeah, you? Jack White and won it. The fuck?
2: Yeah, yeah, Jack White and won it.
0: Man, I didn't even get
2: what was going on. Oh, sorry. Um, Jeez, what sort of shit show is this? It's just a production error. Don't worry about it. Let's just move on. Pretend <laughs> it didn't happen.
1: Oh, all right. Um. Oh man, I'm, I'm thrown now. What do we do? Well, do you want to know where it all started? Yeah, let, let's go. Because I didn't sit down and watch this. So yeah, I, was, I was getting all excited about this. What's
0: well, going
2: on? Well, I sit down and I think to myself, Dally M Night, you know, maybe I should put on Fox League, see the little intro that they've got going. And so NRL 360 is on. And it's Ben Iken and Paul Kent and some old guy and some angry guy. And they're all sitting there talking about shit. And then all of a sudden they start. Saying who's won certain awards, and I'm like, wait a minute, this NRL 360. What are they doing? And they're just announcing awards on there, right? And so they announce like the, you know how they've got the moment of the year, and they've got there was a couple of others they announced on there, and I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Why would they? What the NRL allowed their premier awards night? to just be half-blown on a shit show like NRL 360. And so, anyway, the the old guy and the angry guy left the set, and they, they announced the NRL Rookie of the Year, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, they went through the nominees, and then it was Harry Grant won. Oh, good. Harry Grant was there. It was really cool. So they he, gave him his what,
1: award. He, he was there?
2: Yeah, he was there with them. So they sent what? him... Were the other rookies there no 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 just harry grant right right so they they sit him down and they say congratulations harry are you really gonna go to the storm next year or are you going to the west tigers because you said you were staying at the west tigers so are you going to the storm or what And he's like no nah, i've got a contract with the storm i'm gonna go and they're like but you didn't say that the other night and what if Cameron Smith doesn't retire? Will he still turn up? What about Brandon Smith? So they started giving him the third degree while they've given him the fucking Rookie of the
1: Year award, right? The but it got... Yeah, yeah. But... Don't, got... don't let the young fellow celebrate the victory.
2: No. Why would you do that?
1: Jesus Christ.
2: Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
1: So, anyway,
2: they... To, they kept on talking about all the worst things they could talk about, like Cleary's TikTok video and all that shit. And then the actual Daliam Awards started. Now, as the Daliam Awards are starting, the Daily Telegraph posted every single award winner on their website and left it up there the entire time, knowing that hundreds, if not thousands of people were pointing out that they've just ruined the Dallium Awards. And they didn't care. They ruined it. They didn't give a fuck. So we're watch. everyone's watching this Dali M Awards show already knowing who's won. But the Dali M Award show is pretending that they don't know who's won. So it starts off with a,
1: a... Despite the fact that they've already got one of the winners there and none of the other nominees in the room. Yes, yes. So clearly they already knew anyway, themselves.
2: 100%.
1: Further uh, proven by the fact that the Telegraph's printed all the results already. Pretty much, yeah. This is so, like
2: the shittiest Christmas ever. It's it's fantastic. So <laughs> the awards start off with not a bad looking set, but you know it's a looks a little bit like the Death Star. It's all black and, and uh, like grey, and it's the NRL CEO, which is uh, what's his name, something Abdo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he talked for six minutes. All right, he he fucking gave a six minute speech, and it was what, some...
1: what did he talk about? Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. He said lots of words. Mm-hmm. That was it.
2: He did, yeah. He didn't really say anything. He. The thing about his speech is he, only, he said two words at a time and then put, would put a pause in between them, and, which really made it really hard to listen to. And he kept on – at one point, he filleted his boss, which I thought was interesting. And then it takes a skill to
1: late and talk at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I was very impressed with that. Really, mm. um, you got to know where you, you know your bread's buttered. And then he started saying things like it, it was these weird things, like you were saying that the NRL was leading the world with uh, starting up the competition again, which I guess technically you could say they maybe were one of the first to start up again. And then he said, though the world leaders in having fans being represented by cardboard cutouts, which sounds fucking ridiculous, squad, honestly. And then on he's... on that, yeah. yeah,
1: as a bit of a uh, quick separation there, yeah. When when people signed up to have that fan in the stand cutout thing, mm-hmm. there were suggestions that you would get your cardboard cutout at the end of the year. Yeah, like it would be sent to your club. Yeah, and your club would play it would have them in the. Uh, in the crowd for the rest of their games after about round 11, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then you can contact your club to get yours back. Yeah. My club has not received my cardboard cutout. They don't know where they are. Oh, really? And I want mine. <laughs> that that brings up the question. Mine is they... fucking awesome. Like, mine is possibly the best cardboard cutout there is. Well, yeah, you've got five watches in yours, one Exactly.
2: Th- well... <laughs> Imagine if you saw yourself turn up in like some, like Turkish football stadium or something <laughs> weird. Like you, you see, you see you, somebody says, you know what? Is this going to sound like a weird question? But did you attend a third division division Azerbaijan soccer match? <laughs> see, I'm worried that someone's going to
1: take me hostage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do videos of
2: everyone that they've got the cardboard cutouts of. Yeah,
1: I want me back. <laughs> So if anyone knows how I get my cardboard cutout card back, obviously I told them that I was a Tigers fan. That mm-hmm. I've contacted the Tigers club. I know people there. Yeah. That's not me big noting myself. Maybe it mm. is a little, but I know people there. And they've looked around, physically looked around. They said, we don't have a single cardboard cutout card here. We don't know where they are or where they went to. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. Someone help me out here. I want yeah. it. Yeah. We
2: need some information on this. Exactly. Um.
1: But anyway, can't, so you... anyway, so this, right. his
2: speech went for six minutes, right? So he had a lot to say, but he didn't really say much. And then he said that they're doing a revolutionary world uh, leading cross to players that were in a different place for tonight's broadcast. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen, you know, crosses to others, you know,
1: fucking yeah, sets and stuff. That's not new.
2: No, but. I think I see what he was talking about, but I'll tell you about that later. So anyway, we had uh, we had Yvonne Sampson. She did some of the presenting after that. And, of course, we all knew who was going to win everything, so none of it really mattered. And every so often they crossed back to the NRL 360 set where they had Ben Iken, they had uh, Michael Enos, they had Cooper Cronk, and they had Greg Alexander. And they all had to pretend they didn't know who was going to win these
1: awards. <laughs> oh dear. yeah. And at
0: least, no... oh, least sorry, at
1: God. least at least they didn't have Paul Kent to go back to, and the other the uh, you know, the other members of the echo chamber. Yeah, but if you've got if you've got Yvonne Sampson there, yeah, why would you depart from her to people that are not her? do it's, it's like you are having a, a debate on an awards night about stuff that is already a foregone conclusion everybody knows. It was exactly that,
2: but it got even better, Andrew. You don't even know the best part yet. So they had Yvonne Sampson, who would announce the winners, and then they had a green screen set up where they made it look like Yvonne Sampson was talking to the players who were standing there But when I say green screen, I mean, like, green screen from 1972 when green screens were just starting to be used. So all the players looked about five feet tall compared to Yvonne Sampson. (laughs) And they looked all, like, I I don't even, like, uh, pixelated and sort of weird and the lighting was wrong. And the background that they had the green screen used really did look like the Death Star, okay? (laughs) And... On top of that, it was like... I mean, I've seen people that play video games on Twitch who set up a green screen in their bedroom and dress up as, like, you know, cats and play Japanese RPGs who have better green screen technology than we saw tonight from Fox Sports.
1: Are you sure
0: that's video games and not Red RedTube? But I've seen better, is what I'm saying. Right? <laughs>
2: So anyway, so they're doing it. Then, sorry, they get, then they get, right, just, we've got to move on from that part. <laughs> then they get to, to name the coach of the year. And, like, when they're going to name the coach of the year, it's pretty obvious because it's hard to not be the coach of the year when you've rattled off 17 straight victories. Yes. And so, you know, it's obviously Ivan Cleary. And Ivan Cleary is in this, you know, wherever the fuck. And they green screen him. But they make him look four foot tall. That made him smaller. Oh. And that made his son smaller. Oh. It's a conspiracy against the Clearies. So, yeah, they did. They went through all of the bullshit like we didn't know all of the results anyway. And then even they got to the last round. And, you know, surprise, surprise, Jack White's leading at that point. But we already knew that. And Greg Alexander, God bless him, Brandy, I love you. But he's like, who would have thought? It's like we all thought, Randy, <laughs> we, we knew for two hours at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, we didn't thought. We knew.
0: Yeah. Thanks yeah. to your old
1: mate over, it, over at the Telegraph. Yeah. So
2: crazily enough, Jack Whiten won the Dally M medal. And I'm not, I, you know, he won it, whatever. I probably would have thought that Cleary should have won it. There was a funny thing, though. You, do you remember the last game between the West Tigers and the Parramatta Eagles? Mm-hmm. Clint Gutherson scored less points from the Dalli M's in that game than Luke Brooks did.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's because they give the points to an NRL player in that game.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Shots fired.
2: (laughs) One of the highlights of the night was partway through Clint Gutherson talking about, I don't know, being the fullback of the year or some bullshit. He uh, ran his hands through his hair.
1: Oh, he's been doing that a fair bit.
2: Yeah, I said he's legally obligated to do it
1: anytime there's yeah. on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he gets he gets paid a bonus every time he does it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's
2: how he gets up to eight hundred grand a year from the
1: yields. Yeah. It's actually his stats too, if you look it in there, you can check out hair flicks and hair stroking.
2: Yeah. Oh, I tell he, you what, um, Torhu Harris, mm-hmm. he had the most beautiful luscious head of hair I've seen on maybe anyone.
1: Okay, is it in the realms of Adrian Lamb beard lush? Y- yeah, it like Wow. You,
2: yeah, it's like on that level of it, like you can't stop
1: staring at it. That's impressive. Mm, mm, Yeah, that that was one of the most impressive things I saw all year, and one of the most depressing things of the year was when he got rid of that beard. Yeah, that made me sad in my soul. Oh yeah, likewise, likewise.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, he looked like a he looked like a distinguished Papua New Guinean
1: Gandalf. Yeah, he can, it's sexy as fuck.
2: Really, did distinguished.
1: Mm. All right, so we've got Ivan Cleary was coach of the year. Makes complete sense. Who else is going to get it?
2: Well, that's the thing. I mean, there was talk of Todd Payton getting it, and I get that. But it's seventeen wins in a row. I mean, it, how do you not? How
1: do you and besides, not... it probably helps if you're coach of the year. For the entire year. That does help quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And we've got rookie of the year was Harry Grant. Yeah, that was so, uh, that was pretty straightforward. Captain of the year. The captain of the year was Roger
2: Chuavasa Sheck.
1: I'm cool with that. Yeah, same here. Um, the Proven Summons medal. The Proven
2: Summons Medal, where, I'm just looking at the list which, here because I, I can't remember this one.
1: Which usually goes to the People's Choice Player of the Year. All I remember about this is Nathan Highmarsh had a mortgage on this thing for about a decade.
2: He used to win it all the time. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not on my list, and I can't remember who won it. I'll
1: have, I'll have a look it. Yeah.
2: Oh, here it is. Here. Oh, no, the the Proven Summons Medal, mm-hmm. I think they changed it a bit. Oh, so I feel like they changed it to like feel good story. So it was like yeah, that's right. So they one of the things they I think they put up for it was when uh Ryan Madison held up Apicorosau when he got uh knocked out a bit. And there were just things oh there was uh uh Brent Naden when he stood up against those people that were yelling racist stuff to him. So the Proven Summons medal went to the all of the New Zealand Warriors.
1: I thought we had the Peter Frelungos
2: Memorial Award for this stuff. Yeah, that went to that was announced um on NRL three sixty and it was really funny because <laughs> this is so good. You had Ben Iken and the three Stooges and they're talking about what made Peter Fralingos great and they're saying hmm. oh people really trusted him as a journalist and sometimes he wouldn't even say something if he knew about it because he didn't want to hurt players and he really loved the game and stuff. And I'm thinking, so he basically does all of the stuff you cunts don't like doing.
1: Yeah. So case- he, what they're saying is he had integrity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and none of these bastards who lo- who claim to look up to him completely defy everything he stood for. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: So the, the the headline moment of the year, which is a Peter Falingos one, that went to just what it, they just gave it to Project Apollo.
0: The
1: fuck? Yeah, yeah, it was a weird one. So uh, oh. how how can we pull on Peter Vlandy's dick one more time this year? Let's give him an award. Yeah, it was a weird one. It was um, and they said that it was all him,
2: and like I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure that Todd Greenberg was. Like in charge, right up basically until it, the game kicked back off, wasn't he?
0: Mm hmm.
1: I'm pretty sure Wayne Pierce is the one who was announcing it too.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, so they they gave
1: the award, that mm. award to Project Apollo. Well, they should rename it the, the, from the Peter Fralingos Award, because that's now desecrating his name, Yeah. to the um, Bucket of Vomit Award. <laughs> yeah. The. Oh. Annual waking of peter landy's dick award of the year, so this way Peter always gets an award well wouldn't the wouldn't
2: the headline of the year be just the general fact that we like the whole season stopped like that is the headline
1: is that we had to stop the season yeah but i mean that's that's not a positive thing that Peter Vlandys did yeah, so you, you've got to give him an award for something.
2: True, that's
1: very true. I suppose they didn't give him an award for the uh, TAB Everest. <laughs> yeah, the Golden Cock Award, as we call it. Yeah, yeah, they should give an award for that instead. Maybe we should add that to the, uh...
2: well, we've got the Williams. Like, we don't have the Williams, but the Williams are out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick that does those.
2: Yeah, yeah, so there's that. But I guess you could add the Golden Cock to um, the King of Rugby League Awards, which we'll be announcing at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea.
2: Okay, let's do that. So anyway. Um the top try scorer of the Ken Irvine Medal. Um this medal should be awarded and named after Ken Irvine. If you hear Willie Mason talk about it, he doesn't know it's been named after Ken Irvine for years. They went to Alex Johnson. Um the pot top point scorer went to Adam Reynolds. The V B Hard Earned Player Award went to Tom Trebojevic and Tom Harris. The VB hard-earned Player of the Year award. I've never
1: heard of this before. No, neither have I. I don't. Okay, know. so we've got to get a sponsor in there. Yeah, I don't know what it's for. Right. And so, do do the players who get? Did you say Jake Travoltage and Tohu Harris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they get a slab each? I hope so. I think that's the only way to do that. If they're going to be full on with this and they're going to go all the way with sponsors in there, they may as well give them a, a bit of a bit of the product.
2: Well, it really kind of went with the whole
1: night because we'd taken
2: this award and just decided to turn it into a night of whoring shit out. Yeah. You know, I
1: should have done is said, right, let's get the nominees in here. Mm. All of you have to stand still and drink a beer like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and whoever does it best is the winner. That would have been fucking cool. I would have been on board for that. Who do you reckon could Scullaby
2: be be the best in the NRL? Like, could someone that could just, like, a monster.
1: That'd be one of those big fours. I'm going Kick-Out. You reckon Kick-Out? See, I would
2: think it would be someone like,
0: uh, hmm. who could it be? Actually,
1: (laughs) Jesse Bromwich. Yeah, uh... He'd be really good at breathing out of his nose, too, so he could have a fair bit of that gear on at
0: one time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit.
2: Yeah, maybe Jesse Bromwich.
1: There we go. Anyway, anyway. we're going down a
2: bad path. We are.
1: (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: Okay, so what else did we have? The the Drinkwise Try of the Year, which is fucking hilarious that they've got a Drinkwise Try of the Year.
1: Don't we... so the VP Harder Player of the Year was followed by the drink wise, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, well,
2: responsibly, um, <laughs> that went to Tony Staggs versus the Dragons. Um, the UE tackle of the year. Oh. <laughs> that went to Josh Papal. <sighs> he did an ankle tap on Jamal Fogarty. Ah, uh, fair
1: enough too, Bummy. Do we need to have sponsors' names after all of this? I know, right? The Rebel NRLW Rookie of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. I'm serious.
2: It went to Kennedy uh, Sherrington.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. She's been playing well.
2: Yeah, I haven't got to see too many women's games. I think I saw one of them, unfortunately. Only one of them. Uh, The female player of the year was Ali Brighenshaw,
1: which is, I think she's the best player in the world for the women. Oh, absolutely! And she's she's made the transition from halfback to lock this year, which is not a uh, not an easy task considering she's um, tall and very lean in build. So, she, you know, she's likely to get smashed in the forwards, but she's she's made the transition pretty well.
2: The NRL NRLW Try of the Year went to Madison Bartlett, and the NRLW Tackle of the Year went to Hannah Southwell.
1: No surprises. Yeah. Sethwell is the best tackler and has been for ages in the NRLW. No one touches her. Yes, she's uh, well-deserved well to that one. She's the Nigel Plum
2: of she the is. NRLW. She really is. She's a hard-heater. Um, so, so we'll go through the team because they said it, it's a history-making team because they're naming an entire team and it's history-making because they said that.
1: Yeah, well, usually that's, it's only one player from each position.
2: Yeah. but so they decided one...
1: to name an entire 13.
2: Yeah, and it's history making. Um, right. So... <laughs> so the best fullback, and this is the NRL, just don't want to confuse anyone when I say this name. The best fullback was Clint Gartherson. <laughs> okay. The best wingers were David Northaluma and Josh Ed
1: O'Carr. I figure this is based on the amount of Dalian points they earned. <laughs> I believe it is, yeah. Right. The best centers were Tony Staggs. No.
2: He didn't play that many games, did he?
1: No one from the Broncos, I'm sorry. Mm. No one from the Brisbane Broncos, the NRL team, the men's team, should be in this side. Mm. Because even them at their best, they still won the wooden spoon comfortably.
2: Yeah, they stunk it up.
1: And it's a side that was in the finals last year. Mm Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to Tony Staggs, He is a good he is a very good player. He shouldn't be mm-hmm. in this side this year.
2: No, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um he alongside him was Stephen Crichton. Who, yeah, good with that. Hard to hard to argue with that. Best eight, Jack Whiten.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too disappointed with that. I think I'd handle that.
2: Yeah. Him and him and Cameron Munster, I think all year, probably the best two. Yeah. Um Best halfback of Mitchell the year. Piers. No,
0: for Moses.
1: No. Oh, I thought I'd go for the two that get wanked about the most. I know, right?
2: It's the one I wank around about the most. It was Nathan Cleary.
1: Nah, that's fair enough.
2: Yeah, that is. It's hard to argue with that best lock of the year, Isaiah Yo. No. no, really. Yeah, really. That's awesome.
1: Um, what about what about Jason? Tom Alolo. I know, but it's just, Yo is one of those very quiet, very rarely spoken of players who just busts his backside and does all the all the hard work and, and the dirty work no one wants to get into. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that someone like him actually finally gets recognition for the hard work they do. He should be
2: in the New South Wales side, huh?
1: I'd put him in the extended squad at least. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, the best second rowers, Viliami Kickow. Yep. Torhu Harris, fully agree. That's where you saw Torhu Harris's beautiful head of hair. Uh, best props, Josh Papali. Hard to argue with that one.
1: And James Fisher Harris. No, I can't argue that. He's had his best season comfortably. I agree. And the best hooker Moses was Moses Mbai. How'd you know? Just know. It's just it's a
2: knack. It was actually a group award. It was Moses Mbai. Josh Reynolds and half a dozen other West Tigers players, Benji Marshall. Um...
1: Except, and everyone else except for uh, Harry Grant. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't got him there. No,
2: the it was uh, one by Cameron Smith.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough, too.
2: Yeah. So I think we've gone through everyone. Um, the Daly medal itself come down to it was Jack White and Nathan Cleary and Clint
0: Gutherson. And
1: so. Okay. How, like, how did they make an event out of, you know, who was going to be the winner? How do you build suspense over that, especially when like, most of the people who are watching online already know the the winner? How well, did How did Fox Sports decide? Right, we need to somehow like we can't all be in the same room together with all the players there. Oh, they were. So they, were. they, they
2: so Yvonne Sampson. Is in her own room. Mm-hmm. In some other room, they had a chair, like a round, like, I don't know, a round sort of fucking lounge. And it had Clint Gutherson on it. It had Nathan Cleary. It had Jack Whiten. It had James Tedesco. And it had uh, Keary, Luke Keary on it. The fuck? Yeah. And they all sort of sat there as the countdown went
1: on. Just those five players? Yeah, yeah, just those five. They've been asked to come in and sit on a lounge? Yeah, 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 yeah. (sighs) Tate, aren't you upset that you missed all of this?
2: (laughs) It was fucking terrible.
1: (laughs) This is bad even if you don't know the result, because you look at that and go, well, clearly they know the result because they've asked five specific players to come in and sit on a lounge together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now
1: we know who the final five are going to be.
2: Yeah, it was really weird. I I tweeted during the, the whole thing that it was so bad and had been ruined so much that it was like, let's just not do this again. Let's just scrap the Dalliams because it was just a farce. Man. And then they wrapped it up really quickly. Oh, the, there was a little speech by uh, Peter Volandis in there at one point um, I didn't pay attention to it because I don't really care. Did you talk about the Everest? <laughs> I I really don't know. I I wasn't paying attention to him. Um, I don't even know if he said rugby league correctly this time, but you know he, he's probably he said, had
1: some elocution lessons to make sure he says it correctly. Probably, probably.
2: But uh, and then they wrapped it up, and then they replayed the entire thing from the very beginning straight away again. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but by then I really had did know the result. So,
1: um, I'm disappointed that there's a few awards there yeah. that, that didn't get a mention. What, like? Well, the, the lazy boy worst worst tackle attempt of the year. <laughs> that should have gone to Darius Boyd because there's about three three or four times per week where he would just take a seat to take a seat in the lazy boy and just kick right back in those grand recliners and just watch players run past him.
2: What about the Chemist Warehouse You Pissed Hot This Year Award? (laughs) Who are you giving that to?
1: There's a few nominees.
2: Yeah, well, I I, I tend to... Look, I have to go with Bronson Cherry for that one. I mean, there's... I know that Michael Jennings pissed hot as well, but to go on TV and brag about being faster this year because you're working so much harder and then you piss hot like a week later, there's something special about that.
1: That, That's true. That's a good one. Yeah. I can give credit to that one. Yeah. Um Oh I'm trying to think of another good one we could have. Um burn all my good ones early. Yeah.
0: <laughs> only about, I only had yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what about um oh, there's gotta be some good ones here. Come on, come on, come on. What about the uh <laughs> I can't do that one.
1: What about the uh the Wally Lewis best Queensland five-eighth player of the year. And we go to um, Ash Taylor.
0: Ash Taylor,
1: yeah. Finally, someone from the Gold Coast gets a due, due rewards.
2: There was a really weird thing before it when, on the NRL 360 portion of it all, when they're giving out awards and they were talking about Cameron Smith And, like, should he retire and all this stuff? And, of course, there's an angry guy there. I don't know his name. I think he's a blogger. And he was saying how um, he thinks he's playing well enough to keep playing on, which is funny because this guy blogs the complete opposite. And then the old guy said that he doesn't understand this talk about him going to the Gold Coast because the Gold Coast have so many players that are on so much money. And they, they all sort of agreed with each other with this weird nod and and congratulated each other on them their, their own opinions.
1: As <laughs> they do, yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah. It's it's
1: was it a bald person? The angry blogger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's who I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he yeah. yelling?
2: Uh he was a little bit calm today. He was a bit calm.
1: Yeah, but he still would have had a loud voice.
2: Yeah, he's still fucking angry at it all. I I swear it's has the industrial deafness from listening to himself most likely what was yeah. the what was the really stupid thing he tweeted he did an article today that was really really stupid that everyone was taking the piss out of let's see fox sports it was like well, again <laughs> yeah. uh what was it what was it
0: um come on where is it oh man I can't find it, but yeah he 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 tweeted
2: he tweeted something that was so stupid, it just everyone took the piss out of it i just, I just can't find it on here, but anyway, um it was horrible. You missed like two and a half hours of the hardest, most cringe worthy rugby league related television I've ever seen. <sighs>
1: i'm i'm uh, I'm disappointed I missed it all, yeah, it seems like the greatest fast I've ever heard of it really is you've got to see the green screen stuff they did. It was so
0: bad uh, um, yeah, this is nuts
1: <laughs> this is it, nuts
2: and and on on top of it all, the Daily Telegraph had already ruined it. And put the results out. And like the NRL's trying to pretend that... So the, the NRL's tweeting like we don't all know the results. So I just kept on tweeting, replying to them saying we know who won. <laughs> and they were saying all the players are laughing to each other. And I'm like, yeah, they're laughing because they know
1: who won it. They knew
0: yeah. it
1: um Yeah. Well, let, let, Let's get into this... uh wouldn't really call it elephant in the corner or elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. It is the fucking room. Um. Obviously, what the NRL does is they give the media, mm-hmm. probably just News Limited, mm-hmm. the results so that they can get the story out in time for their deadline, so it can be printed in the paper the next day. Yeah. I've got a I've got a a, a solution here to avoid this sort of a drama next time. Okay. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. That would be pretty cool, eh? Yeah, and if. If the NRL wants to make sure that people know the result the very next day, mm-hmm. you've got your own media outlet, put it up on the fucking website. Yeah, if the media good. wants to know. Yeah. They can wait two hours and hold up production for two hours to get the full result and then they can produce it. Well, what, what if the DAL started at 6 p.m.? Well, there's another solution.
2: You know, that, I don't see any reason why it does, It needs to be on at a different time.
1: No. Um, I also don't see why, of all the people, that stupid old prick Phil Rothfield is the one who needs to be the one writing the story about it. What has he done for the game in the last 10 years that's of positive and of value other than bitch and moan about it and shit on it from a great height constantly? Well, I said that I thought that
2: News Limited on all of their writers should have their accreditation revoked because, let's be honest, if this is supposed to be a prestigious award and it's hard to say that it was going by tonight's absolute farce, you know, they completely ruined it. They completely ruined the night. They turned it into a joke. They, it's not like it was up there for a minute or two. They left it up for the entire time and then apologised after it and said it was a production issue, which is bullshit. Like, you post something, you post it. Um, I understand that this year they had a lot of moving parts to get together, and they wanted to sort of have the winners there and stuff, and so to a certain extent they had to spoil, you know, who won what at certain times to certain people. But for everyone to know that who the winners were, and for it to be ruined like this by a media organisation who'd been given this information, I think there's got to be repercussions for
1: it. Look, I can't see any reason why they can't do something that they used to do. Yeah. Um, you know, with Grand Fond, you just cut to the fucking Leagues Club. And every Leagues Club will have all of their players sitting down there watching. And then for the instances such as the Storm and the Warriors, they could go to a different Leagues Club somewhere Mm -hmm. Um, based on where they're currently playing. Mm -hmm. And they'd all be there watching. Mm -hmm. And they can all be there, and none of them can know. And they can all watch it live, just like everybody else. Mm. That way you get a genuine response. Everyone's still in attendance, but still not in the same room. So they're still in their bubble. They're still isolated. Why couldn't they have just done that?
2: It's a good question. And, I mean, it wouldn't even be every team. Like, the Gold Coast didn't win any awards. Um, The West Tigers won one award. Um, I'm trying to think. Canterbury two. players didn't win any awards. So oh, it two awards. Oh yeah, two awards. That's right, Harry Grant as well. Um, so there were. It's not even as though they would have needed every team. They would only need a few teams. And I'm, I would suggest that you know you could even double up with some of the players. I mean, you could have say, you know, Parramatta and Penrith players at the same place or whatever. But yeah, I it surely there was a better way to do it than this. It just seemed like this was all an
1: afterthought. Well, yeah, and it's because they've done it the way they have, it also made it very clear that they knew who won. Even mm. if the, the the shit on the, tel- you know, Daily Telly was, didn't happen, mm. the fact that they've got five people mm. sitting in the studios they're reading the last counts, and all those five players just happen to be the final five on the count mm-hmm. tells you more than enough that they knew who won it. And that ruins the whole, you know, this is going to sound weird. It's to, it ruins the whole romance of it because you 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 know that they already know the the winner. Yeah, takes yeah. all the takes all the thrill and excitement out of it. Yeah, and I mean You're watching a foregone conclusion. You're just trying to figure out which of the final five have got it instead of going. I wonder if this person's going to come from nowhere and win in the last three rounds or something. Yeah, exactly. Nah, it doesn't exactly. happen. It's going to be one of these five blokes.
2: And you kind of. I like. I kind of felt sorry for Luke Keary because you kind of knew he wasn't going to win it. And James Tedesco, he was in with the shot, I guess. Um, look, I I think that Nathan Cleary should have won it, but you know Jack Whiten, when they won games there at Canberra, he was normally one of their two best players. Um, well,
1: I see on the uh, the the Fox Sports website now <laughs> they've got the Tamerico out there and bitch and moan about the result. Oh, really? And I said, oh, Clint Gutherson was robbed. How did he not score a point in the game against the Tigers? Well, he didn't.
2: Um... I mean, you or me have talked about the Dalliums before on here. I, I, like, I I know I've said, I, I, I just, how much can you put into an award that Darren Lockyer didn't win? When it's supposed to be about consistency and consistently being the best player and Darren Lockyer didn't win it, I've just got a problem with it straight away. Yeah. And it's, it it's I mean, who are the judges? Like, you know, there's been games this year where I've seen the dalian endpoints and been like, What the fuck game were they watching?
1: Well this is the thing is they, they get a whole range of judges. Mm. Why can't they just have five judges for every single game? Mm. The same five, for every single game. Yeah. And they tally up all of the points, so they all judge independently. Mm-hmm. they don't see what each other's done, and whoever you know that' up all the points that they've awarded across the five of them whoever the top three are, they get the points, yeah, three, two one. just bang like that, and they just something do that, like that every single game and that way you've got the same judging panel adds a bit more consistency to it. I don't know, just something needs to be looked at there. I'd like to see them have a referee in the panel mm-hmm. no one from the media. Yeah, there shouldn't be any media people in it. No, because they don't talk about the game. They talk about no. the shit off the field. Yeah. And they bitch and moan and whinge. mm mm-hmm. um, You know, some former players, obviously. But, yeah, it's got to be something along those lines. But yeah, I'd like to see a referee in there because you're going to be getting who they deem to be a, a fair player. Yeah. And you're going to get an actual former player on there who's, or, or some former players on there. who will be able to judge them based on... Um, their contribution to the team and what they do on the field, stuff like that. Um, get a, get a forward in there. Because mm-hmm. too often when they put judging panels like this together, they always put playmakers on there. Yep. So they look at other playmakers. They don't look at what props do. Yeah. So, you know, mix it up with, with stuff like that. I tell you what, because the, the NRL,
2: when the NRL become independent from News Limited, um, it... It got the Dally M awards back. It kind of was part of the negotiation process. It needs to completely be an NRL award yeah. and they need to completely get rid of the news limited influence out of it. I don't think there should be a Peter Fralingos award. You know, I, I had no problems with Peter Fralingos. I actually think he was a pretty good rugby league journo.
1: Ah, he was, he was very good. And, I, I don't mind if there's a Peter Fralingos one, but it has to be about something that was a a positive headline moment in the game. Mm. And Project Apollo wasn't. That was a uh, that was a necessity.
2: Yeah, that
1: was something that had to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know the the restarting of the NRL is talked up mythically for some reason when every other sport in the whole world has restarted as well.
1: I've said this before, people talk about it as though it's a great achievement of Peter Volandis, and I keep saying to him, a frog could have got the game restarted because we've seen pretty poor administrations in other sports around the world able to get their game up and running.
0: Mm. If,
1: if if you're hanging your hat on Peter Volandis being better than a bunch of idiots, it's not really point in painting Volandis in the positive light that you're, you're trying to make out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So... I don't know. It just the whole night was just
2: really, uh, really Fast-y. cheap. It was a, it really was it, like I know the word fast gets used a lot, but it really was. I mean, we knew who won it. The production was trash. Um, yeah, every, all the whole thing was just like a. I said that it was like a comedy sketch. That sort of come across like, and yeah, it was the sort of thing that I think pretty much everyone should be embarrassed. Yeah, which sucks. I mean, I, you know, Daly M Night isn't always the most exciting night in rugby league, but you know, it's a night where you reward players for their achievements on the field, and I think the players deserved better tonight. That's, I guess, that's
1: where I'm going with the, all of this. Yeah, the, I think after this, they need to figure out. I think the first thing they need to do, the NRL, is say right. We're going to keep the result of every single award Mm in-house. No one's going to know until the final votes are counted. Mm -hmm. You know, it shouldn't be the NRL's concern whether the Daily Telegraph meets their deadline or not.
0: No. If
1: they don't meet it, stiff shit. Like the interal has got their own media arm, they can advertise the results and the winners on there as they freely please. The Daily Telegraph doesn't like it. What are they going to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, bitch and moan. Man- like that how doesn't many, happen already. But how many people are honestly buying the Daily Telegraph tomorrow and opening it and going, "Oh, Jack White won it, huh?" Like, who are you? Who are you really servicing? Like, I think you. Like you said, you, they should use their in-house, you know, they've they've got a, a whole production thing in-house. They've got a website. They've got all of the Facebook pages. They could have a huge live production that is all run by the NRL. And that's what they really should be doing with
1: all of this stuff. Yeah, I fully agree. That's there. They might as well go for it. I have a question for you. Um
2: the M you've got the Daliam Medal and the Players Association Medal. I think when the Players Association started getting traction and started their own their own awards, I was like, "Well, what does this really mean?" I'm starting to lean towards the Players Association award meaning more than the Daliam Medal. What do you think?
1: No, I've always I've always thought the ROPA ones were they had a bit more legitimacy about it because I'm pretty sure it's voted on by the players. Okay. So it's who the players are going to win. Yeah. Who better than your own peers to determine who the best is? Yeah. And um, we've seen. As opposed to a whole heap of journos and they well, they former players slash journos and they've all got their own biases. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, This is not a criticism, okay? It's just what happens, okay? Everyone's got bias, and it's going to be towards clubs that they've played for, clubs they've got on well with, against clubs they didn't like playing against or clubs they don't like, blah, 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 blah. And so then there's also bias towards players who are in your position because you can judge, you know, as a prop, you've got a better understanding what other props have to do in a game to be good. Mm -hmm. But your idea of what a halfback has to do in a game between a, a halfback playing fantastic and a halfback playing good you've got no idea on that because it's not a job you did.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it's hard to get a selection panel for every game that covers every aspect of what goes on in a game that's going to be able to do the job properly. Mm -hmm. And half the time, when they're not sure, they fall back on statistics. Mm -hmm. And Rugby League is a game where statistics tell part of the story. Um, A lot of other sports have a lot more in-depth data. Basketball is a good example. Yeah. You can track how good a player is using stats because they've got a lot of very in-depth stats there and they all all in very well with performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a lot harder to do that in rugby league. Yeah. And, um, you know, giving people an award for, you know, based on stats like, you know, how many hit-ups, run meters, tackles they did, sure, that's that's pretty decent. But, you know, how many times were they involved in stopping a play, you know, a try scoring opportunity perhaps, or, mm-hmm. you know, were out of position in defence? When they're out of position, that doesn't get caught up as a as a missed tackle. Exactly, exactly. And there's a lot of things like that where which just can't be recorded statistically.
2: Yeah, bad reads in defence is another one where, yeah. you know, you can – you can be in the line and make a completely terrible read in defense and open up a massive hole. It doesn't get counted as a mistake. It doesn't get counted as a missed tackle. Exactly. And yet you're the one that was the the breakdown in the defensive line.
1: Exactly right. So that's the problem with it. Other things are there are a lot of players who run really, really good decoy lines Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it creates opportunities, creates an extra man because the defender straightens up yeah and all of a sudden your defensive line stops sliding while well, the attack is, and that creates up you know the extra player and that comes down to a really good running line by a uh, a decoy runner. Kickout runs very good decoy lines mm mm-hmm. um well yeah I mean he's a really good example if you If there was
2: a statistic for how many players were drawn out of the defensive line or that the defense panicked for a player that didn't ever get the ball, Kikau would be leading it by many, many times. Like how how many times this year did we see Kikau getting absolutely smashed by two players off the ball and yep. it led to everyone else at the Panthers scoring? Like, poor bugger, there's some games he was getting belted in. Didn't really look like he was doing much himself with the ball in hand, but he was making opportunities for everyone else. There's no stat for that.
1: Exactly. Um, Nelson for Solomon is another one who does it. Mm-hmm. Cameron Smith's been using him as a decoy runner for a while now and does it very well. Because just when the opposition thinks, "Oh, he's going to be a decoy runner again," Smith dishes in the ball and he scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so that that's another thing that doesn't get recorded too well, if at all. And that's that, another that, that's one. That's the problem with using stats all the time, and you just know that sometimes these these judges are using stats. They fall back on them where they can't figure out, you know, who to give points to. Yeah, and another thing is with the,
2: the stats that come, and you've brought this up before, the stats that come from returning kickoffs for forwards, the meters gained from that, um, and the, the meters gained by some fullbacks and wingers, compared to someone like a Jason Tomololo, who is making those meters through the middle of a defense, and is pushing people back and, and standing in tackles and stuff. And yet you see someone like an Aaron Woods who, and you've, we've, you've talked about, you pointed this out to me actually, where he would make all of these meters and it was from a lot of kick returns, um from kickoff returns.
1: Yeah, it'd be like it, a gift 20 meters every time. And if you, yeah. get, you get three or four of those from when you've considered three or four tries, or you sorry, you've scored three or four tries, bam, there's 60, 70 meters. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another uncontested one, 60, 70 metres.
2: And the tackles too, like the difference between somebody that puts an opposition player on their ass, and somebody who just comes in and cuddles the opposition as a third yeah. man in.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's another one. Like When you look at tackle counts, if you saw Luke Brooks and, and Nigel Plum both had 20 tackles in a game, mm-hmm. that's all you see. They just both made 20 tackles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who would you rather get tackled by, Luke Brooks or Nigel Plum? <laughs> exactly.
2: I used to think that about uh, – remember there was a, a few years there where – and he was a good player. I'm not bagging him, but Richard Swain was breaking mm. tackle records. And people were like, oh, my God, he's such a great defender. He's such a great defender. And it's like he's getting through a lot of work.
1: But who's worried about running at Richard Swain? Yeah, I mean, a lot of players aren't worried about running at hookers. Mm. But that's the thing is that, you know, Cameron Smith and, and Robbie Farr are both very similar where they – Sometimes they'll take the first impact, Mm. but the job is to sort of wrap the ball up and wait for a second defender to come in to help finish the job off. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do. It's it's slightly advanced tackle technique to what most halfbacks do. A lot of halfbacks just try and get in the way and hope someone helps them. Mm -hmm. Um, But hookers generally try and wrap the ball up first to stop the play, you know, stop a second phase play and wait for a, a second defender to come in and finish the job off.
2: It makes me wonder if there's... And I'm sure that the teams would have this information. If there's a way to come if there's a way to break down the statistics that we see as fans, if you overlay that with the uh GPS data that the players have from uh the GPS that's in their GPS that's in their jersey. Mm. Um I wonder if there's a way to, to put those two together that it would refine the statistics a little bit more and you'd be able to see who is making the more effective go forward meters for the forwards, or you know who's actually making the most ground as a winger or fullback when they're running the ball back rather than running across field things like that?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You, and it'd be good to see that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot more work that needs to be done with the in depth data. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got a very good um, base at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot more they can add to it. And I believe that there's the NRL does have um, some more in-depth data, which isn't public yet, because I think they're still working on it and refining it. Yeah. So there could be more to come. I mean, yeah. I, I would think that
2: a lot of data around your dummy half and, like, there must be data that you could take out of the GPS uh, readings where you see where a dummy half either clears the ball quicker than other players or they get... You know how some dummy halves will pick the ball up and get out towards the, the line a little bit before they put the ball on? And it just gives... It's just another metre, another extra metre every
1: time. Um, they've been, they've been working on that one with uh line engaged, I think, mm. where that's where you, you take the ball to the line and you get a defender to come to you. Mm-hmm. And but you keep the play going, mm. so I think that comes under line gauge, but it's still it still needs work, I believe, and I mean, I guess you really need the data from every
2: player on the field to get the stats you really want to get to at the end because and I wonder how many teams are really hesitant to give that data over. I mean, I would guess they
1: all would be well, that's the other thing too is they've got they need to get into data where you're looking at combinations as well. How many times does one player pass to this player?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know how many times does that lead to a point scoring play? You know those sort of things as well. There's a there's a lot of a lot of work they can do with the data to make it a lot more intricate, a lot more detailed, mm-hmm. and tell a much more deeper story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, obviously we don't want to get too bogged down in stats because it'll bore the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the sort of thing you will make could talk about for fucking hours. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd do
2: <laughs> if I had my own podcast, I'd do this for hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Normally we don't record these conversations. It's like, oh, yeah, what if you did this? And then they're like three and a <laughs> half hours later and it's 3 a.m. And we're like, man, fuck, we've been talking about this for hours.
1: Talking about stats. Yeah. So there you go. That's yeah, good. Um. Yeah, was there anything else? I'll tell you what, there was a little, there's a little bit of news we can go through. Yeah, what's the news? Well, I, I saw an article earlier which said that um, James Tomo said he, he'd almost retired. Had, <laughs> no wonder the Tigers signed him.
2: Well, you know, he was thinking about not playing rugby league anymore and decided that he would for the
1: Tigers. I mean, what's wrong with that? The Tigers said, don't retire, we'll give you coin. He's <laughs> like, eh, you know what, I could do with a bit more super. Uh, he's playing all right, though. That's the he thing. Is, no, he is playing all right. Yeah. But... If you've got a player who's thinking about retiring, why would you give them a job? Yeah, I I'd, I'd worry about that. But uh no, I I think he's I think he's going to be a good signing. Um and a a forward leader, which is helpful. As we what do, do have think? a we do have some young forwards there and they are good, but they do need a little bit of uh a little bit of assistance, especially in defense
0: mm-hmm.
1: in in the middle a lot. <laughs> What do you think of the grand final build-up so far? Uh, it has been a bit meh.
2: I feel the same way, hey? I think that it's been quiet. Very quiet. Mm. I feel like the Storm are... They're up in Queensland and they're sort of keeping their heads down a little bit, which makes sense, I understand that. And I think that the you know the media that we've seen around the Panthers is... Uh, it's a little bit like the media we've seen the last few weeks where media types are sort of like, oh, I guess we really should talk about the Panthers. What can we say? Let's ask them about how they grew up. Like, um, how many how many fucking stories do we need to hear about how the Panthers players grew up? Oh, it's going to happen. Oh, fuck. Every it's single like, one. I'm sick of hearing of their fucking childhood stories. I don't the, care. The thing that's going to happen
1: very soon, as we get closer to the game, is you'll hear more and more talk getting louder and louder about Panthers, a dual loss. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the young guns haven't been tried at this level before. And you go up against those experienced Melbourne storm players of which there's only three or four experienced storm players in there, but let's not get that. Let that get in the way of the good story.
2: I, I heard a Panther. I heard someone from the Panthers. I don't know who it was on the radio. I've missed who it was. Um, and the, the, the people on the radio were saying, oh, the Panthers don't have experience. And they were like, well, we've got Tamo, he's been in the grand final. we got uh, we got Coruscant, he's been a grand final. And we've got uh, Ted Avano, he's been in the grand final team. And we've got, uh, you know, we've got Origin players and Test players. And they, they just rattled off so many players that had all these sorts of experiences. And it's like, yeah, when you break it down, like, these players, it's not like they're all rookies.
1: Nope. What? They've got experience. Yeah. um, And I oh know we've seen before, like, sure, experience is very helpful. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But it's not the be all and end all. Yeah. Penrith in 2003 won a premiership. Tigers in 2005 won a premiership.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: weren't exactly plumb with the experienced players in, you know, big game footy. Yep. They had some players there. Obviously, every team's got them, but they weren't exactly overstocked with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they got the job done, so there's no reason why the, the Panthers can't do it this year.
2: No, no,
1: I, I'm like I'm really looking forward to the game. I'm not nervous about
2: it yet. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, I I think the the build up hasn't uh, it, it hasn't been where I've wanted it to be yet. But I also think that some of that will come down to the fact that you can't be in front of big crowds of people. Unfortunately, and I think a lot of the things that you would normally see the NRL do for build-up, they can't really do this year. Unfortunately, like I saw their their grand final week, um, you know, lineup of events, and it was like the Storm had an open training session, which was like about an hour and a half after when they put the the thing out for it, and then the Panthers have one I think tomorrow or today if you're listening to this podcast, and then the next thing was like it was uh it might have actually been grand fa- grand final I oh, know it was they're lighting up the harbor bridge and then it was grand final Day, and that was it, but that's all they can really do
0: yeah
1: is um is Gladys involved with lighting up the bridge uh <laughs> that's a good question
2: <laughs> <laughs> who knows what the fuck she's doing like man
1: that's a that's a, that's a whole crazy situation oh uh, I, I can't I can't say anything bad about her. She's a fan of fan of Wagga people. Yeah, yeah. I'm What going to say? She we're, likes uh, the area. We're charming people, apparently. And uh, yeah, I won't go any further into that. That's, I, that's... I I I don't want to get uh, I don't want to reveal too much intimate ta- details about us people from Wagga, but you know, there's a reason why she went for Daryl.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: meaty. Um, <laughs> come on, he's a good-looking rooster <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh, shit
1: um, Yeah, so lighting up the Harbour Bridge, eh?
2: Yeah, they're going to light up the pylons I guess one's going to be the Panthers player
1: and You know what they used to do? What? Like way back when They used to have yacht races Really? Mm, around Sydney Harbour
2: Yacht races to celebrate Grand Final Week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you get out there and have, have a race on a yacht. And the, the players would be involved, would they? Yeah, some players would get out there, yeah.
2: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. When did that stop happening? Oh, God, I can't remember. Um, 1909. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, see, I think a lot of come down to the fact that Daly Messenger himself yeah. was, a, was a pretty good boatsman. Ah, right. And he was, he was pretty good on yachts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a bit of a tribute, I guess, to him. And yeah. also to um, James Giltman, who used to be uh, president of the New South Wales Jodding Association or something along those lines. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he had a pretty major role with them as well after he got uh, unceremoniously dumped from the uh, from the New South Wales Rugby League in 1909.
2: Wow, I, I had no idea
1: they used to do that. That's incredible. There you go. So, yeah, bring the boats back out. Don't have to have a race, but just bring some boats out and sail around the
2: harbour. That would be pretty cool. You know, I uh, remember they'd have the grand final breakfast, and I never understood that because the players hated it. And, like, as a fan, you would have to, you know, get up early and watch the grand final breakfast, bleary eyed and kind of, you know. It it was just something everyone didn't like. I was glad when they got rid of that.
1: Yeah, I never understood that. Like, why are we celebrating people eating... Like bacon and eggs. Mm. I think they moved it to like
2: to later on. And then they sort of scrapped it and brought in oh, the like, biggest like,
1: like, like the grand final brunch.
2: The br- yeah, grand final brunch. I don't mind a brunch, a grand final brunch, but not breakfast.
1: Breakfast is just wrong. I mean, gotta get out of bed early. Yeah. Getting dressed in a suit to eat eggs. That's just a recipe for disaster, that is. Yes, yeah, just so dumb. Especially if someone goes and gives you bloody runny eggs. And get then that shit all over you, the front of your tie. Exactly, mm-hmm. and then it's like you, you
2: know you've got to eat what some fuckers prepared for you. It's like no, no, no. My body's a temple, bruh.
1: And they get you out there, and they, they give you those crappy, you know, free range eggs. You go, no, I want those cage free fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> give me some cage eggs. I want to know that these bastards were were worked hard for that that
2: bum nut. Well, you know, you know when they give you like some sort of sausage and they say, "Oh, it's it's a turkey sausage or something like that," and it's like you can call it whatever you want. This thing's dry as fuck and tiny, like yeah. it's terrible. Like get take it away. Yeah, Bring I like st- my sausages made of cow, please. I like I like my
1: sausages made of pig. Well, those two are good. Yeah. Yeah. None of this chicken sausage caper. Yes.
2: You know, sometimes you can get a good chicken sausage, but, you know, if it's a
1: breakfast, make it a proper breakfast. Exactly. Give me some hash browns. What they need is one of those old mobile fast food, you know, restaurant-type breakfasts.
2: Okay, here's a question
1: for you. <sighs> I say it here. It's grand final breakfast, Andrew
2: Ferguson, and you're invited. What do you actually want for breakfast?
1: As as a 20-year-old football player? No, 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 as you right now. As me right now? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't eat much breakfast now. I'll give you a better answer as a 20-year-old football player. Okay, as a
2: 20-year-old football player, what would you want? All right, four eggs.
1: Yep. Um, probably two rashes of bacon for each egg.
0: mm
1: mm-hmm. um, Two or three sausages. Mm-hmm. Juice. Mm-hmm. And some more juice, some toast, Vegemite on toast. Um, yeah, what else would you want? That's that's pretty much a, a decent enough feed without getting full, isn't it? Fuck.
0: <laughs> Maybe what, some so, hash
1: browns.
2: See, so if somebody said to me, you're invited to the grand final breakfast, the glorious league freak, um, I would say I want all the all the black coffee you can give me, and then I just want, like, uh, chocolate donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that, or or, or uh, jam-filled donuts, one of
1: the two. Surprise me. That's what I'd say. Surprise me. Nothing like a good gym, filled donut. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Talk about that the podcast. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, I I think nowadays I'd I'd probably have a drink of milk for breakfast. Yeah, that's about it. That that's if I bother. Yeah, I'm not a breakfast person. I'm not really a breakfast person either. I should just I, wake up and go, right, let's get to work. I
2: I normally, like, I normally eat one meal a day, and it's a porto, so. That's an important meal. It is, yeah. When I get to a porto o'clock,
1: and I go and get my porto and eat it, and I'm like, yeah, job done. I can't argue with that. I wish I had <laughs> a porto near where I worked.
2: Well, even if, I guess, do you have one within five kilometres?
1: No. Damn it. But the restrictions has been these, it's twenty-five kilometres, so I do have I think two within twenty five K's. Oh that's pretty handy. So you know what I'm up to this weekend?
2: Oh yeah.
1: I've I've got to see an old friend.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: imagine sure old... if you
2: got imagine if you got to like you went there. And because everyone is now out of restrictions for five kilometers and it's twenty five k's, everyone just went to whatever their favourite takeout was that they couldn't get within five k's.
0: Yeah,
1: everyone will be going to a Porto. The Here queue will be out the door and out the road, you know, along the road through the car park, up the main road, because everyone's got to stand a meter and a half apart. Oh yeah, that's right. And it'll be the only time people will be happily standing in a queue because they that's know a- they're going to get themselves some a Porto. You know, they they brought in, like,
2: lower restrictions in New South Wales, so they, they were like, you can have 200 people at a wedding, but you still had to only have one person for every two square metres or something. It's like, first of all, who are these fucking cunts that are having 200 people at a wedding? Like, please, just pump the brakes, you know? And secondly, how the hell are you supposed to keep them apart like that?
1: With a stick.
2: Yeah, with a big whacking stick.
1: That'd be good. Cattle problem. I'd I'd use the driver. Yeah. Because I can't hit any golf balls with it in the the right direction, so I've got to find a better use for it. Do
2: you reckon everyone's got got to walk around and spin their arms? You know, when you're a kid and you're like, I'm just walking. If you get in the way, it's your problem.
1: That's the solution. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. See, the driver is, is a good length. Because mm-hmm. if you hold it out, that's a good 1.5 meters. Yeah, if sure. someone comes near it, you just smack them in the face with it. You're, You're say, yourself. There's more where that come from. Come mm-hmm. from. Keep it out of my face, you COVID-riddled fucking thing. Buddy, scumbag.
2: Like. Yeah. Do you reckon that uh, brides have to wear a mask under their veil?
0: Yes.
1: Good. What what sort of mask we're talking? This, this is getting bit, this is going to get a bit blue. Maybe we should move on. Yes, we... please move on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said that was going south real bad. Real yeah,
0: quick. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. My quick. brain started ticking, and it's not good. Yeah, so like, oh, I've got answers. I've got answers. No, 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 don't share, don't share. <laughs> I I actually had a tweet to uh tonight where I was like no that that's one that you say to a friend that's not one that you tweet
1: yeah you, you say that like someone has been down that path recently already
2: <laughs> out a thousand times before <laughs> hey have Have you seen that thing that they're promoting on uh on Fox sports where it's like a massager
1: No, no, I did see your tweet about that yeah so Weird. Got, I need to gonna, see the ad
2: you need to see the ad, and you tell me when you see the ad whether or not I'm right or not.
1: Um, I'm willing to back your judgment, but yeah, I'll I'll have a look at the ad and get back to you.
2: Yeah. I don't know why my brain just goes straight there. Hey, it's, there's a problem.
1: Well, you do aim to please. Yes. (laughs) Sure do. I guess that's what we can take from that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's wrap this up before we get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you did touch on it earlier and that is league freak does have his very own awards. Yes. But unlike the Daliams, his uh, international awards, and they're done at the end of the year when all the is said and done for. Mm-hmm. So we'll let you know when that's coming out. But uh, yeah, pretty big awards, not that one. Yeah, it will be at least after the State of Origin
2: and after the Super League, even if, if that continues uh, long after Origin. And
1: you it's, know what's going to uh, be good is if uh, there's yeah. no more international football, Yep, the International Player of the Year is going to be an absolute cracker this year. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and we watched him. We did.
2: Holy crap! That's crazy.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's going to be sensational. I'm so excited about that.
1: But that's a pretty good one to look forward to. I
2: think. I think I know who I would pick. Is it that? Who? It, it, okay. Would you pick that big
1: dude from from Germany? Yeah. Yeah. So would I. Yeah. I was calling I think I was calling the uh, German Luke Lewis. Yeah. He was a yeah. beast. Oh. This is
2: great. Oh, yeah. that's awesome.
1: That's going to be the greatest international player of the year award winner ever. That really is. You know good. good if they stick with the golden boot being international football, he's yeah. a chance of getting the golden boot this year. Okay.
2: Now, here's the thing, right? <laughs> here's the thing, Andrew. You watch what they fucking do with that award. It will The goalposts will move again.
0: It'll,
1: it'll be... Um... The, the golden boot will go, to, will go to whoever can eat the most tuna and corn pizza in a, in a session.
2: What, do, you reckon, <laughs> do you reckon there's a possibility? I don't know that they, can, that they can do this quick enough, but do you reckon there's a possibility that the Rugby Football League, they're like, look, we got this award. We've got to give it to... wait. a Why don't we just put together a, a game between England and Wales or someone like that? Do you reckon they might do that? I probably would. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. They probably would. Oh man! Ah, oh, I'm so excited for all that now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was what I was thinking about. Oh, but yeah, that's going to be an awesome one to name. Yeah,
2: I, because I've, I don't know about you. I've been thinking like, who would I give it to at this stage? And it changes as the year goes on because players go in form and out of form and stuff like that. And I've, I'm leaning towards a player, and I don't like to say to you who it is. Because or like last year when, when I did it, I was like, you tell me who you think would win it and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking. And I, I was like, yeah, you kind of confirmed what I was thinking basically at the end. So yeah. I, I, I'm kind of doing the same thing this
1: year. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's only been two internationals this year. Yeah. The first one was Brazil versus Peru on February 22 this year, but it wasn't an officially recognized game. Okay. The second one was when Netherlands beat Germany in September. That's the only uh, officially recognized international game this year. I tell you what, that German dude, he was the... I, I know he was on the losing team. Mm. But damn, every time he got the ball, it was like, fuck. Yeah, he was a genuine threat the whole time. Mm. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's one to look out for.
2: Yeah, I, I, I can't remember his name.
1: No, I'll, I'll find it for you.
2: Yeah, but I, I hope he's got a really cool name.
1: Yeah. Nah, it's going to be good. And the yeah. good thing is people will be looking that up for years going, how did this both get International Player of the Year? How come he's not playing in the NRL? <laughs> yeah, they will. Because, like, if you look through with that
2: list, like I and this is the thing I like about that list of players, you can look through and you can, and I feel like it, it's a snapshot of that year and who was their best and what was going on and stuff like that. This one's going to be one where, as you say, people are going to look at it and going, like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. It yeah, really will. <laughs> great. Now, um, yeah, we'll wrap this one up. So, people, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram at Fergo Freak Pod. You can also find us on YouTube. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, we're everywhere. Get over there, subscribe, like, all that sort of stuff. That'd be fantastic. Um, we'd love it if you went onto your uh, podcast device and you gave us a five star rating and a, a review say something nice and then say something really random. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe what your favorite yet to be announced Dallium award should be. That would be cool. Yeah. What Dallium award should we get?
0: That's
2: yeah. dangerous. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, nah, uh, just, I, you know, it'd be funny is, uh, just say that, uh, Luke Brooks ruined the Dallium awards in 2020. That would be pretty funny. Fair answer
1: <laughs> um, don't forget, you can go to our website, furgoonthefreak.com. You can yep. go over there and you can leave us a uh, a comment, Freaky.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go to the uh, Contact Us section uh, and just send us an email from there. And uh, we'll do a, a big email reading episode coming up. So get your emails in.
1: Absolutely. And uh, is there anything else?
2: We have to thank our wonderful sponsors, Manscaped.com. They're actually working on something new. And it's pretty big. I can't say what it is, but we'll be able to reveal what it is in about a week and a half's time.
1: And you you're will saying love... Manscape's working on something big?
0: Yeah. Is it my nuts? Oh shit! Boom. Anyways, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they've got they've got some new technology that they're bringing out. That's all I can say. I really shouldn't even say that. So go, go, to, go to manscaped.com. Get yourself the perfect package 3.0. It's got, the, it's got everything in it. It's really fantastic. Beautiful looking box that it all comes in. It's all packaged up really nice. And you don't need any more than that, really. So go and do that. Put in our exclusive code for you, which is NRL. 20% off. Free shipping. I don't know what more you can, you
1: can ask for, really. A bow. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we'd, we'd give you a bow, but you know what? We've given you 20% off on of free shipping, so, you know, use the use that money you've saved to go and buy yourself a bow. It, that's exactly what I would say as well. There you go. Done. You just go, put a bow on that shit, and you go, fucking bam, gift. I win. Trump that. You can't. Manscaped.com. Get there. Buy some stuff. Buy as all the ad. stuff.
0: Buy yeah, all that, the stuff.
1: That's a good ad. I like yeah. that advert. We're great at this. Mm. Um... Stay tuned. We've got we've got a few more episodes coming this week too. Yeah, we've got uh got know. some got some friends coming on.
2: Yeah, we've got two different friends on two different days coming on.
1: Yeah, freaky's gonna be busy. I really am. <laughs> I love it.
0: Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Congrats, Jack Whiten, and uh, catch us all next time.